Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 285 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game and priming podcast. Tonight, <laughs> Naughty Dog Cancels Online Project uh, is a PS5 Pro on the horizon? Question mark. Is that more about the PS5 Pro potentially or a Horizon game potentially? What are we what are we discussing here? Find out later. Uh, rest in peace, E3. I thought this was already established, so I guess we're going to go over the official death knell. <laughs> uh, Kojima finally making a movie. I guess finally making a movie means follow-up to Metal Gear Solid 4, right? And uh, we have your December PlayStation Extra and Premium titles. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brand McKee. What's up? I made it. I'm here. He's here. He's alive in the flesh. We think that's Brant. Brant, is that your flesh? Uh, some of it. Can you, can you confirm? A little bit. You have all of the flesh that you had uh, in the previous days. Uh, some of it is missing. Oh, that's but... not good. Uh, also missing flesh. Susser Concepcion II is here, our newsmaster and resident, or not our newsmaster, our page master and resident lore master. Welcome, Hello. sir. Glad to be here. In your flesh? Sure. Do you feel fleshy? Yeah. Yes, we'll go with yes on that one. All right, let's jump straight into the news. It's getting late. Time may be of the essence tonight. Um, This story is Naughty Dog Cancels Online Project. What was that? Was it an Uncharted? Did you guys ever play Uncharted multiplayer? Yes. Once. On, on the, the PS3 subreddits, one. they rave about that shit. Mm-hmm. It was good. I was, I was in that shit, man. Like, I hopped on there with some randos, and, I mean, like, it was fun. It was really? super fun. Yeah. I just never thought of Uncharted as a multiplayer game. And I think Last of Us had some, too, right? Yes. Brent remembers, Which is, Brent remembers the Uncharted 3 subway commercials. I, I remember uh, the Uncharted multiplayer. I remember uh, Factions. Uh, for Last oh, of Us, Last I of remember us. Um, Assassin's Creed uh, had some multiplayer. What was that? I think it was Brotherhood. Brotherhood. All right. Well, this one is uh, sorry to let you down here, Brent. Naughty Dog has canceled The Last of Us Online. In a statement on his website, the developer said, We realize many of you have been anticipating news around the project uh, that we've been calling The Last of Us Online. There's no easy way to say this. We've made the incredibly difficult decision to stop development on the game. We know this news will be tough for many, especially our dedicated The Last of Us Factions community, who have been following our multiplayer ambitions ardently. (laughs) We're equally crushed at the studio as we were looking forward to putting it in your hands. We wanted to share with you some background of how we came to this decision. Uh, And this comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com and Jordan Midler. Sony reportedly scaled back the size of Naughty Dog's The Last of Us multiplayer game earlier this year following an evaluation by the platform holder and newly acquired Bungie. Bungie fix your game, or just release a game. According to a Bloomberg report in May, the number of people working on the project had been reduced, partly as a result of the Destiny Studios' feedback as to its quality and viability. Bungie raised questions about The Last of Us multiplayer project's ability to keep players engaged for a long period of time, which led to the reassessment, the Bloomberg report claimed. Shortly before Bloomberg's report... Uh, reports publication in May, Naughty Dog seemingly preempted the story with a statement on social media in which it indicated that the Last of Us multiplayer game would require more time and development. I do remember us talking about that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, today's statement confirming the cancellation continues. The multiplayer team has been in pre-production with this game since we were working on The Last of Us Part Two, crafting an experience we felt was unique and had tremendous potential. Is there anything else I need to do with this? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, they leaked Incredibly the thankful, blah, blah, main blah, blah. menu, apparently. Main they what now? The main menu got leaked, apparently. Oh, what was it called? Did it have anything? I don't see that clip in here. I don't see a clip or anything, but they said that the main menu got leaked. I haven't really looked for it. I feel like I would have seen that somewhere on Twitter or something. And of course, Naughty Dog, you know, they have this long statement in there about how they will take away everything that they've done to improve, you know, future projects. Um, And they do kind of hint that they're... uh, going to shift their focus back uh, to like single focused narrative kind of things and that they've got some stuff that they're working on. So, which they really should play to their strengths. Um, How many years has it been? And we've gotten the after uncharted lost legacy, lost legacy. We got the remaster of part one. Now remaster, remaster of part, part one. two. Remaster of part two. PC and versions of those games, which they're not handled by the main studio, right? I don't or they have, believe so. They have some sort of resources in them. I think they just assist whoever is actually in charge of porting those to PC because I think yeah. Sony has a has a studio for that. They do. Uh, we talked about this, didn't we? Mm. They were dedicating resources for PC ports yeah. and development. Um, when do you think we see that PS5 Uncharted? There's got to be... It's like a huge franchise, right? When do we see something like that? Is there a state of play coming up or... I mean, it's a holiday. This is always slow news except for no, it's apparently a game cancellation. We're going to... It's going to be sometime next year before we hear anything from any of the big players. It's going to be May, is what you're saying? Possibly. That's I mean, the timetable. I, I, I think sometime in February is usually when we see a couple of things pop up. Because um, we already talked about it, what, February and March are already pretty stacked. Yeah. So usually by February, we start seeing like Nintendo come out with a couple things. Um, I think Sony sometimes does shows around that area, like February, March, or May. They Sony's biggest something. thing at the at the Game Awards was the DLC for God of War, right? That was their yeah. big bombshell. Okay, and they do have two new pieces of hardware. They have the PS5 Slim and the Portal. Mm-hmm. Did, it, did they do Rise of the Ronin trailer? I can't remember. They did. They did yes. the Rise of the Ronin as well. And then all the pre-orders went up for that. So I guess that's where they're gearing that towards. Yeah, somebody, Interesting. Time will tell. Somebody had put out a list of all the stuff they're coming out there. I can try to find it. That was from Sony. For the first half. Sony's up and coming things. That yeah, by them and also paid by them. You know how that is. Uh Brant, we talked about Insomniac's prolific output. We may get like three more Ratchet and Clank games before we get another <laughs> Uncharted <laughs> or <laughs> you get another factions experience. Yeah, somebody was just about on Twitter oh. about them getting, getting hacked, and they're like, Sony's not releasing anything right. about games. Uh, was, so they had to, they had to hack in, so I'm to find out what they're working on. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, 
I didn't put that in the news, but yeah, Insomniac did did get hacked, uh, and unfortunately, there's a good bit of employee information. Supposedly, even um, Spider-Man voice actor, motion caption uh, actor Yuri Lowenthal, his stuff is potentially compromised, and um, I guess they've shown somewhat proof of the hack by posting uh, screenshots of an early build of Wolverine. There's talk of a Spider-Verse game as well as another Spider-Man game and a possible... um, Was it just like RC something? Like possible like Ratchet and Clank? I can't remember the exact... You got Wolverine going too, right? Is that them? Is that Insomniac? Yeah. I said that. Okay. They got sorry, sorry He did. Yeah. He did. Ooh, somebody's not paying attention. Uh, I think I'm reconnecting YouTube live, so I'll try to that. get that going. Try to get that going too. <laughs> my uh my attention deficit disorder got thrown off there. I think we're almost there though. Um, are we bemoaning the loss of this project we really knew nothing about? They did. There was a big outpouring of artwork and canceled characters and things like that on, on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, technically, they were, like they said, they were working on this since Last of Us 2, and they had promised it since Last of Us 2 um, that they were going to do a new versions of uh, a new version of Factions. Yeah. And then Last of Us 2 came out and they said, hey, sorry, it's not going to be in there. You know, we're working on it. It's going to be huge. It's going to be this whole new thing. And then obviously Sony must have told them, hey, we're all we're trying to do this live service push. We needed to have these elements of live service. Mm. So then they probably had to either go back to the drawing boards or rework the entire game or work it into the already existing game, which was probably a hassle. And And you brought Bungie on board to help guide these types of decisions, right? Because the platform, they help build Xbox live. They've got all the experience with networks and the success of destiny, but they're also hurting for player base too, right? With destiny. mm -hmm. Are they right now? Are they the hot hand to go with on what makes Uh, a great live service supported game? I've got to say now that, now that they're having all that problem with retention and destiny, it's yeah. kind of like up in the air. Cause I want to say it was a year or two years ago that they, they shared some concept art from the factions game that they were working on. Right. And then, yeah, earlier this year or into last year, we heard, uh, Bungie saying that the game needs a lot more work. It needs, it needs to almost be reworked. Yeah. It needs to go way back in the oven. Um, and, and it must have just been a ton more resources than we thought it was going to be because they usually, yeah. you know, let's put it out there and see what happens type thing because they live service games come and go. I guess they just didn't want to tie one of their top tier franchises to this potential failure. And uh, is this I mean, Jim Ryan is out now. He yeah. retired. Was the live service thing. His initiative. His initiative. Because... Old games were not. Yeah, old games were not. 
Did y'all uh, see that PS5 they gifted him on his way out? Oh Looks my like gosh. a PS, PS1 color and that he, the buttons that, look like, oh man. I know, I saw so many people like, oh yeah, gift, gift the man a PS5 that he will probably never play because he is not a gamer. He's he said he's not, you know, a gamer. A it is a man. it is a beautiful piece though. Yeah. Even the part where the controller plugs into it's got like the little dongle on it from the old PS1 controllers and it looks amazing. But what's yeah, What's funny it, though, what's funny though with him not being a gamer is like you hear about Hiroshi Yamauchi from Nintendo back in the day, knew nothing about games. But he knew a lot about toys and stuff and he would like look at a game and be able to gauge whether it was in, you know, engaging enough for the audience and stuff like that and and never would like pick up the controllers what i heard <laughs> it's interesting how that works right but he's he's just a businessman and been in the playstation family for so long but yeah now now that he's retired i mean we're seeing the industry somewhat turn on the live service games i mean like we just well, we said, talked about there's like two or three that rose to the top and then everybody else just yeah fighting for scraps right Destiny's retention was down. I mean, even the juggernaut that Fortnite was, I mean, they were talking about they lost millions of players and then they have done a huge push with a bunch more crossovers to try and get people back in. And it seems like their numbers are going up. But how long do you keep people's attention with yeah. with that? And that that's the biggest, the biggest thing with these live service games. You not only have to get somebody to play it, you have to keep their attention in your ecosystem, on your game, 24-7, because there's so many other things going on. I'm trying to see what the top live service earners are. Best live service game. That's just a Game Awards award. That's nothing. <laughs> uh, here are our favorite live service games. That doesn't help. Valorant? Does Valorant make a ton of money? What's that business model? I don't know. Streamed a lot on Twitch. So, ads, ad space on Twitch. Uh, it's similar to like uh, CS:GO, so it's just like police versus terrorist type of thing. Overwatch 2's on this list. Pokemon Go's on this list. Fortnite's on this list. Uh, being AI is telling me Fortnite, Call of Duty, Warzone, Apex Legends. It's writing in real time. I didn't even ask for this. Here's some of the top earning live service games. Fortnite, Call of Duty, Warzone. Uh, Fortnite is $9 billion in revenue since its release. Warzone is $1 billion in revenue since its release. Apex Legends is also at $1 billion. League of Legends is at $20 billion. And World of Warcraft is at $10 billion since 2004? It's not as great as I thought it was going to be. Thank you, Bing AI. You think it's still listening? Interesting. It always is. I have to go to microphone services and see what's being used currently. <laughs> it should just be. <laughs> All right, it's OBS Studio and Skype. It's not being AI. Thank you. <laughs> no, gonna, he's writing your name on the list. So I don't get this motherfucker. Boosh is watching on VR for some reason. Really? Good job. How's that? How do we look in VR? Good job, Boosh. Can, can you reach out and touch us? Reach out, touch Brant. No, no, touchy. On Jesus. personal. <laughs> brand <laughs> not touchy oh goodness all right uh next story this is going to start there's there's where there's smoke there's fire there's going to be more and more of these stories right uh tom ivan reports via videogameschronicle.com 
that something that Jeff Grubb said from Giant Bomb. <laughs> uh, PS5 Pro could launch in 2024 with Sony's own DLSS solution. It's claimed multiple sources have suggested that Sony is preparing a mid-gen PS5 upgrade. Uh, that PS5 Pro leak is almost certainly real based on what I've heard now, and obviously I'm not the only one out there saying that, but I can throw my confirm, confirm, confirm into the ring for everybody, he said. The system is probably coming out in September 2024, Grubb suggested. The current specs are based on a range of possibilities because they have not actually fully dialed that in. For September? When would they need to do production? Like, May? March? I don't know how that supply chain works. Uh... The big thing here, uh, Jeff says, like the big feature that the system will support is Sony's own proprietary DLSS-like solution where they use their own machine learning to improve images so they can run things at a really high resolution and really high frame rate, and they would include their own hardware in the PS5 Pro to do this. This might actually, if this is legit, might actually separate these two machines a little bit more, right? Uh, uh, this is where the possible. This is where the 2X hardware ray tracing acceleration comes into place. They would be able to do even more than just hardware ray tracing. So, yes, probably happening. DLSS, which is deep learning super sampling, is a feature exclusive to NVIDIA graphics cards on PC. It works by using AI to upscale the resolution of games, effectively allowing developers to achieve higher graphical settings and better frame rates on weaker hardware. Reminder, we're also hearing about this on the next Nintendo hardware, potentially. That you're using it because uh, NVIDIA, well, that thing's an NVIDIA Shield, essentially. It was old when it came out in 2016, 17, 2017. Uh, in legal documents per- published this summer, Xbox maker Microsoft said it was expecting Sony to release PS5 Slim and Pro consoles in the near future. PS5 Slim launched in November. Sony is aiming to ship 25 million PS5 consoles during its current fiscal year, ending in March 2024. If achieved, it would beat a 25-year-old console sales record set when the original PlayStation shipped 22.6 million units over a 12-month period. 12 month period. Huh. Oof. The original PlayStation, man, it took off, didn't it? 25 years ago? 98? 98 was that strong for the PS1? I think that's so. A sh- that's a but shit ton we- of systems. God, just think of think that. We talked about that last time, I think, because I was like Final Fantasy VII and a bunch of other stuff around that time. Yes. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania, mm. everything's just like... 20... Man, that's that's insane. Just thinking about that numbers-wise. Like, over... In a year, that original PlayStation outsold, what, double the Wii U lifetime, double the Dreamcast lifetime. Uh, They probably beat, like, N64 lifetime in that same... <laughs> Not double, but they beat it. And the Super Nintendo, I think both. No, not Super Nintendo. 64 and GameCube were both under 20 million, weren't they? Anyways, moving along. There's going to be more PS5 stuff. Yay. Brant, tell me, why is E3 dead? Who killed it? Was it you? Uh, no, it wasn't me. Not at all. Not I, this time I, wasn't me. I remember the uh, the days of E3 and enjoying E3. Looking we never got to, to go. E3. I think Susser got closest uh, to any of us going. I think COVID year you were set to go. It was a uh, Penny Expo. You were going to go to that one? Boston one? Yeah. Did they ever do one in Atlanta or we just have DreamHack as our closest thing? That we, uh, DreamHack's coming up pretty soon, I think. If it has DreamHack was passed. this weekend. Or it already yeah. was this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Anything come from that? Do we ever get announcements or anything? Or new? Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. uh, Watching uh, esports games. Yeah, I TNT know we was playing D and D. Yeah, 
Renee says rig. What's Renee saying rig to? Uh, I don't know. It's best <laughs> not to ask. Renee, elaborate. What rig? <laughs> Is he talking about his big rig or rigged? He said rigged. I think <laughs> he he's, making a, <laughs> he's making a joke about uh the game awards where they were saying that it was rigged because Baldur's Gate won everything and Spider-Man didn't win anything. Apparently that was going on in the chat. Probably. Oh, we talked about it last week. It's just an advertisement show. Yeah. We're there to tune in for uh, uh, Kojima Fest and surprises like the Sam Lake dance number. Uh, but E3, this uh, comes from us. <laughs> comes to <laughs> us says, from Gamatsu. Renee says E3 is rigged. Well, it's dead now. <laughs> Brand's yeah, about it's, to it's tell officially you it's dead. dead. <laughs> uh, after more than two decades, E3 is officially dead. The Electronics yeah, Entertainment you, Expo. Uh, once held every summer uh, as the game industry's biggest convention is officially dead. Uh, the ESA confirmed. Uh, we know the industry uh, players and creators alike have a lot of passion for E3. Um, the Washington Post said we share the passion. Um, we know it's difficult to say goodbye to such a beloved event, but it's the right thing to do given the new opportunities our industry has uh, to reach fans and partners. Um, streams, right? Yeah, they a little bit down in this article, they say the decline of E3 started at about 2018 when uh, Sony uh, decided to pull out of E3 uh, and kind of started a domino effect of other uh, exhibitors no longer attending yeah. along uh, 2020. Um, talking about Jeff Keighley announced that he'd be doing the Summer Games Fest. Um, I mean, honestly, I think it had to do with it became a lot easier and a lot more economical for these different publishers, the different players in the game to do their own thing. Because you don't have to fly in all those elaborate stage contraptions no, and get up you don't, and practice you don't have a to, live announcement. You don't have to ship a bunch of people over there and practice something, worry about the presentation going wrong or somebody showing up hungover or it, it, there's there's so many different things that can happen in those, you know, live presentation things. They're like, well, just, <laughs> hey, we have a controlled environment here. We have, you know, yeah. sound stages and studios that we do all this. Well, let's just do it here. Film it and then boom, done. Send it out where we need. And it's it's that simple um we'll never get our no podcast press passes for e3 you don't get that fan interaction you don't get the energy of the the showroom floor and the demos and all that but i think it's just demos are a thing of the past demos are it's a sign of the time like i sent i sent richard uh an image the other day of um david cross and Bob Odenkirk, uh, two two comedians from the Mister Show, who have gone on to do many other things, but are standing there um, in some in some room um, with a Nintendo GameCube display, both getting ready to play Smash Brothers Melee on a Panasonic Tau. Pa- yeah, it's a good set. And, so that's what uh, were we going to jump in there with? Oh, no, I forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been um, fun to go to a show like that, but like, they just don't do that kind of stuff anymore. 
Even Nintendo but, had distilled their E3 presence down to one big game. Yeah, and and then they just started doing the Treehouse events, and they okay. would they would do a basically their own video stream, and then they might have a Treehouse presentation from the E3 floor, where they kind of went in depth on a couple of the games they showed, and that was that was it. It was long gone where. Um, even I think those the, were super produced. I, I was about to say, though, I, th- right? I think. Well, I think the 3DS was the one of the last ones where they yeah. kind of did a big presentation, and then Reggie came out and he was like, "Okay, now you can pull out one of these from under your seat and play on it." Or so. Uh, they had like demo units that you could pull out and were hooked up, and they could you know play on them and and see the that 3D effect. And all that, but but yeah, right. between everybody slowly pulling out and then the pa- pandemic, it just yeah. was a one-two punch to E3. And then it, it it turned into this fan event, but it's it's always like everybody got hyped about it because they would get new screenshots of games, or there'd be video clips, or you know that led to the rise of game trailers and such. But um, man, I lost my train of thought on that. <laughs> I was going somewhere. I promise. Renee says let's host its funeral. Um. Yeah, I totally just blinked. Oh, they stopped uh, like with the Xbox One when they stopped reporting the Xbox One sales figures. This used yeah. to be a trade show. It would they would come out there and Nintendo's like, I just saw a screenshot about the death of E3 where it's Reggie saying like, we sold 20 million DSs, we sold 10 million Wiis. Like they did that in that first six months or seven months or whatever it was, and it used to be this trade show of like sales figures and. Not only here's what's coming, but like here's how many other software sales we've had. And now they're just press releases that are standard fare. And we get plenty of video game news. I think we all just are nostalgic for E3. And that's it was it was a I also saw it termed everyone was laser focused on video games for a week. Even yeah. like USA, USA Today had video game articles or the AJC here locally for us. Like everybody tuned in to what was happening there that week, but it's just, uh, I think video games are a lot more mainstream where maybe that type of distilled experience isn't even needed anymore. Do we have to read the article? I think we're good, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, they broke it off with, uh, I want to say red ventures, but who was the group that was doing the, they do packs. Oh gosh. Yeah. This past year. Um, cause they backed out of it this past year. Yeah. Well, they had, they had whatever group trying to actually produce it and put it together, and then it just kind of fell uh, apart again. After this news came out, did Keeley do his usual, like, tune into the Summer Games Fest starting <laughs> June? <laughs> did he do that? Did he throw that bit in there? I don't know. I didn't I didn't see anything about that. We're like, yeah, we've... Dearest respect to, to E3. You know, we all enjoyed E3. By the way, Summer's Game Fest is still happening. Yeah, he always does. He's an ever-the-opportunist uh, Jeff yeah. Keeley. All right, uh, A24 partners with Kojima Productions for live-action Death Stranding movie. This comes from Tom Ivan at VideoGamesChronicle.com. We are creating a Death Stranding universe that has never been seen before, says Hideo Kojima. A24 is the film distribution and production company behind movies like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Talk to Me, Uncut Gems, Midsummer, Lady Bird, and Moonlight. Lady Bird. The film promises to delve into the mysteries surrounding the apocalyptic event called The Death Stranding, which blurred the lines between life and death and brought forth nightmarish creatures into a world on the brink of collapse. 
uh, it sounds like it's just going to be a movie in that universe, right? Rather than making a big blockbuster movie with famous actors and flashy explosions, Kojima said he was aiming for a more art house approach. Mm. I'm I'm completely off board. Okay. If, if Death Stranding's a if hell of an experience, but I don't know how that would play out in cinematic. I'm about to say, in, unless unless it is like literally a camera crew following around uh, a UPS man who's having to lo- uh, lug like 40 boxes on his back and like stumbling around, it's not a true to form video game adaptation or movie adaptation of this video game. Right. And it seems like that universe would be better fit for a series. Am I right thinking that? Where you get a little bit more time to so I start thinking about something. You get a lot more time to build character development and make you care about moving the packages from place to place. Yeah. Walking across those ladders and hugging that little baby. Well, it's yes. warning you about the DTs or whatever they were. Deep deep what that was on my game DTs? Year list that year. That was a hell of an experience. <laughs> I need to go back and give the PS5 one a shot. It plays on Steam Deck, too, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. And I guess the obvious choice is, do they get Norman Reedus, or do they focus on somebody else in this universe and just kind of make their own thing? Is he in the new one? Is yes. he in Dual Screen 2? Or Dual yes. Shock 2? Oh, yeah. Yes. He, him, and, him and Kojima are besties, man. They're always hanging out. He does out. love him. I don't see how you don't uh, cast him, right? Unless you're trying to tell another story in that universe. Does it see in here? Mm-hmm. I've been attracted to their creations, and they've been inspired by my own work. Their innovative approach to storytelling aligns with what Kojima Productions has been doing for the last eight years. Damn, Death Stranding came out in November 2019. It feels like so long ago. I mean, Richard Woodall, Sam Bridges, who's going to bridge America? (laughs) (laughs) Who else could it be? Could be Steve Highway. Or Jane Road. Jane Plane. Uh, Renee says he hasn't played Death Stranding. Is it on that PlayStation Plus premium tier? Can yeah, they that? they yeah, have it at the bottom. Um, oh. Kojima, Produ- Kojima Production said today that the game has been played by 16 million players across all platforms, including subscription services. Uh, that uh, includes the PlayStation Plus and PC Game Pass. I it was on PC Game Pass. That's right. Is it still on there? I believe so. When's the last time y'all checked into PC Game Pass? Never. Cesar, do you uh, have it up for any of your reward ventures? Yeah, I look at it every fucking day. Oh, God. Has there been any like big additions to that or anything? Uh, I'm looking at it now, I can tell you. I mean, I don't I see like, anything like on here that's exclusive. So if I look at all PC games, I think everything on here... The only, the only big things that are probably not... On standard Xbox is Age Empires 2 and 3, because I think 4 is on Xbox. I want to say 2 is as well. I think I looked at that either today or last night, as a matter of fact. One of the, I don't know. One, some of these Age Empires, not all of them are on there, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, that makes sense. Renee uh, says, I don't have no game subscription. He wants his MTV. I'm looking down the rest of this list. I don't see anything that stands out that would be exclusive oh did y'all see it's not news but did y'all see hogwarts legacy could be the first non-call of duty or rockstar bestseller in 15 years take that back you, you have fallout one and two which is pc exclusive okay that makes sense i don't think they sold that many copies of hogwarts legacy i guess it's been selling a shit ton 
I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I think that's it. That's all I want to see. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and some Microsoft Solitaire Collection. Can't forget that. Game of the year that you've been farming out to members of your family. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think it's my most played game. Yeah, it has like yes, 70 hours on Xbox. It. Yeah, yeah. I think when I did my wrap up, it was on there for it was a top top play game. I meant to send you guys a screenshot. It was uh, it wasn't 3DS or anything like we always joke about, but somebody's most played. Maybe it was PS5. Somebody's most played thing was settings. <laughs> it was the settings tab, just like it used to do to us for 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> 3DS eShop. <laughs> Most played game eShop. Uh, all right, so that's our bring us home on the PlayStation Plus game catalog. What are we getting? I thought one of these games was already in there. Oh, great page for us. Let me hold on. Ooh. I wonder if they're all. Re- have we? Have you found anything that's not remote play compatible? They almost all say they feature remote play, but I don't think I've ever seen anything say you can't remote play this. I don't know. It's usually just streaming stuff. I've... Yeah, everything, everything, everything's remote play compatible, but streaming games. Yeah. So uh, I did. It's it's a little bit of games played, maybe. But a friend of the show, Russell, I was, I was showing him the portal, and he was like, "What does this do?" <laughs> I guess the Brant argument. The porthole. The porthole. I was like, "It uh, it streams from the PS5, but you have to have it downloaded." He's like, "Oh, cool. Here's God of War, but it says stream. You can't stream to it." I was like, "No, you have to be able to download it." So like all the PS3 library, you can't just stream straight to the portal. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know what you can do? You can remote play God of War from your PS3 to your PSP. You can. The superior device. The or original you can PSP, just play the, the God of War HD collection on your PlayStation Vita. Or PS3. Also true. And there's a lot of busted PS3s on that PS3 subreddit. People are all putting their error codes and blinking red lights and everything. Are we getting in that timetable of PS3s dying? Um, there was a certain individual that I was talking to a couple days ago who said he has a PS3 that is yellow lit. And he was looking to try and get it repaired. I said, good luck, buddy. That's a whole fucking is. process. You know anybody? Of course he is. Did your page come up, Cesar? You want me to take it? Oh, no, I was waiting on you Let's go. Tell us what we get. Uh, let's see. So. This is premium and extra, right? This is, extra. Yeah, this is extra, extra. Read all about it. Here's the extra plus, part. Extra and premium game catalog. So you have uh, Grand Theft Auto V on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise on PS4 PS5. MotoGP 23. Damn, there's that many of them. Uh, PS4, PS5. <laughs> it's just a uh, roster update, Cesar. Metal Hellsinger, which I think was on Game Pass at some point a couple months I back. I heard that was good. PS4, That's PS4, like PS5. the Rhythm Doom shooter. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you have to shoot with the rhythm of the music. Salt and Sacrifice on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Moon Scars, uh, PS4, PS5. Mega Man 11 on PS4. Moon Scars. Gigabash on PS4, PS5, which I think is described as Power Stone and War Monsters with jaw dropping, jaw dropping scale of the classic kaiju movies, hmm. which is interesting. interesting. They had me at Power Stone. Uh, Grime at PS4, PS5. Tiny Kin on PS4, PS5. Proteus on PS4, PS5. Uh, I'm just gonna—they're all on PS4, PS5, unless I say otherwise. <laughs> Shadowrun yeah. Returns, uh, Shadowrun Dragonfall Director's Cut, and are Shadowrun those any good? Kong. I mean, Anybody these are re- try those out? These are remakes of the old, older games. That are, I think they were on yeah. console PC. 
What's funny was that that's, it's not funny, but the studio just lost the license to Shadowrun, so they can't make any more games. Uh, uh, they were are, talking. Are these going to be lost? To the- no, uh, they, they have these, but yeah, yeah. They, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the older games. Obviously, they're still good, but I know they had came out on Twitter. It's like, yeah, we can't make any more Shadowrun games. Anybody uh, interested in game preservation or potentially playing a game in the next three or four years when they hear license has been removed or expired, yeah. you panic. <laughs> Start pricing physical discs somewhere. Oh, Brand's favorite part of the show, uh, PlayStation Premiums, Classics Edition. We're back to a disappointing month in, uh, uh, in some aspect anyway, I guess. Mega Man Legacy Collection on PS4. Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 on PS4 as well, which encompasses 1 through 10 altogether, I believe. And which you have 11 earlier up there, so you have a way to play all 11 Mega Man games if you wish. Uh, Thrillville on PS4 and PS5. I think the interesting it's the part PSP was that. the PSP game. Mm-hmm. So, Thrillville Off the Rails, is that the PSP game? No, Thrillville Off the Rails is the PS2 game. Mm-hmm. Which there hasn't been a new PS2 game on released on that emulation software in like oh, three or four years. Really? So, this is the one that everybody was like, oh, they're doing PS2 games again. So this That's is the one that everybody's exciting on news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they fixed all the bullshit errors they were getting on some of those games. So we'll see. Maybe it's not so much the game that we're getting, but yeah, the fact that they're putting the water. one out there. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, everybody that... download Thrillville off the rails is Thrill, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> At least put some time into it. <laughs> yeah. So as you said before, Thrillville, the one above that is the PSP version. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, I think it's the PS1 version. Yes, originally released on PS1. And that's it. Something about PlayStation Plus season of play, yada yada yada, and that's it. So when and my the premium, com- and the, and the first comment on there was against what Brent said. Finally, finally quality. Finally quality. <laughs> last yeah. hey, last Anti-brand. month's last month's was awesome. I mean, we had what Jet Moto in there. We had Grandio. We had Parappa the Rappa two, and like a really good sampling. And then this month, it's like. I I get the Mega Man games, but those were those these are the PS4 versions of the games. They need to when you say like premium classics, you know, and you showcased and said, "Look, these are going to be the classic games that are, you know, PS1, PS2 and PSP titles. These are the, you know, you can only play these on this tier uh and, you know, on this subscription, that's what you're going to get." And then they give us the what they gave us the Destroy All Humans remasters for PS4, and uh, they've they've done that a, several times where it's either the PS4 version of the PS2 games, which still don't run really well for some reason. But as I've learned. The portal, you can play those via the portal, unlike the streaming <laughs> ones. I'd rather give me give me one I can download. I was about to say they, I can stream it. If um brand oh, join, yeah, join Richard PS, buy it. The PS3 stuff. If they um you know, if they really do get into this um PS2 library, because they have such a huge PS2 library yeah. that they haven't touched, but they have if they can work out the issues of that and they can get native PS3 working. Where you can just download it rather than than stream it. it yeah. It's it's a go, man. But they gotta get those things ironed out. If they do that, if it's an ultimate PlayStation at that point, which they have the ability to do, maybe no Jim Ryan opens that door. I mean, it takes a while for those things to come about, but 
And on your note about the Mega Man games, remember the the PS3 classics? We got the mm-hmm. PS1 Mega Man ports. We got those Japanese only ones. Are those still just on PS3? Remember they remade Mega Man 1 through 4, I think, for PS1. I'm trying to remember those and we, those might be trapped on yeah. PS3. And we got them as classics, the same 5.99 SKU for most of the PS1 games except for like big RPGs and stuff. But that, those have been awesome. Bring those back around. You had an agreement with Capcom at some point, and they're still in the PS3 store, to my knowledge. I think those are pretty good remakes. Akin to, like, Mega Man, oh. the, was it Mega Man Powered Up and Mega Man Maverick Hunter X, the PSP ones. I, I just, where did I read it from? Did you read that article about how long to beat 2023 in review? Yeah, where they said the PS3 was like the fifth most played console. The console. The... Yeah, it was like yeah. it was PC, what? I think. PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, PS3, then Xbox One. Then Xbox Series X and PS2, then 360, then 3DS, I think. Yeah. Wow. But but how does that report? So what I was thinking when I read that, too. Uh, what Cesar's talking about, the website, howlongtobeat.com. You can go in there and see, like, how long to beat Bioshock. And then when you're scrolling through that Bioshock page, it'll say, like, 97 people played it on PC, 42 played it on PS3, 6 played it on 360, it'll break it down, like, 9 played it on Switch. And so they released their end-of-the-year thing, and the PS3 was, like, above the one, the Series X and uh-huh. <laughs> the Xbox One. But I wondered about that, Cesar, if somebody's just clicking something. I mean, you're going off of, basically, survey data. If Brant's playing Bioshock and he's reporting it. Is he making sure he clicks the Switch version instead of like the PS3 one? But the PS3 was way up there for some reason. I'll let you play devil's advocate. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming people were. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think the data accurate, is accurate. But yeah. yeah, it's just a it's a it's certainly a curiosity. Yeah, I saw that on the PS3 subreddit. People were talking about it. And they're like, I play my PS3 all the time. I still I got like two of them hooked up right now for mine. Mine's a, I have one in here, one in there. I have two hooked up as well. I still, I still got one new in the box sealed. Brant's trying to play Days Gone on his. I thought he froze for a second. No, he's uh he's firing up the real PSP. Brant, blink if you're blink if you're still with us. He's playing God of War remote play on PSP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it for news. We're going into games played. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's gonna be a smorgasbord. Um, we won on Warzone. Was that last night? Yes. We played Damn. a good bit of Warzone, but we got off at 12.30. We won at 12.30, and we were like, uh, Boosh says data accuracy is important. <laughs> yes, uh, Boosh has taught me to look closer into these things than I previously might have done so. Um, we finally got a win. Actually, Boosh carried us to victory at the end of it. It was all Jeremy. Yeah, it was yep. all Jeremy. Yeah. The two kills at the end. I think we all had, it was, was it the three of us and Renee? Was Renee in there with us? He was. So myself, Cesar, friend of the show, Jeremy, friend of the show, Renee. I was and asleep. As it ended up, uh, I think. Doing as attended. Yeah, I I did the same Friday night when y'all had a stream. Um, but I think Cesar and I died in the water. Cesar or Renee and I died in the water. And then uh, uh, Renee and or Cesar and Jeremy are trying to, like, come up to this cliff area. I think Cesar got shot in the water. But you can I see. Shot in the water. <laughs> you can see a guy up on the bank. And uh, actually, he was in the water because you could hear we had the prox chat on. He's like, he's in the water, he's in the water. And uh, Jeremy takes out the guy in the water and he's calling out where he's at. So um, I think he threw smoke or something like that. And then Jeremy creeps up along the bridge and the guy is taking a defensive position behind a box and is looking down in the water. 
So Jeremy was behind him, and by the time he started laying into him, that was it. It was toast. And I was like, I think that's the last guy. Is that the last guy? And then Warzone pops up. I was like, yes. So uh, that was a much, much needed dub, and we're all watching uh, Buish finish that one out on the stream. Mm-hmm. It was a, that was a lot of fun. Doing the, doing uh, the Lord's work. Yes. Uh, I've played you, a thank big you, Thank you, Buish. I didn't have to go to church the next day because I, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> technically, technically, that was Sunday. Uh, Renee says me and Buish almost won, so they almost they almost got one too. Um, yesterday we had like a a small uh, Christmas get together thing of sort, like a a small white elephant gift exchange with some siblings, and busted out the N64, and also busted out the Retro Tink 2X, which I don't think I've hooked up in quite some time. So we hooked a 64 up to the project, uh, 100 inch projector. Was playing giant N64 games that look really good. That 2X does a good job, and it was basically lag free. I could not tell. I could not tell the difference. Uh, we played Blitz, of course. Uh, Cesar and I being on the winning end of the two Blitz games that we played. Hey, we we beat the computer. We beat the computer with the garbage Carolina Panthers <laughs> twice. <laughs> yes, we won twice with the Panthers. Uh, we beat the computer, and then we beat uh, friend of the show Robbie and friend of the show Russell in the next game, which was competitive until probably the last like two or three minutes. And Robbie, I don't think Robbie had ever played Blitz, so that was a new mm-hmm. thing for him. And we had a blast with that. Uh, friend of the show Russell played Army Men for a surprisingly long amount of time. Holy Army shit, Men, that was like twenty minutes of level. Yeah, Army well, Men Two, Sarge's Heroes for the. Didn't N64. you say that he absolutely just loved those games though? He loves the Army Men games. He texts me today. He's like, "What are you guys doing? I want to come play Army <laughs> Men." I was like, "I guess let's go." Oh, they got. I guess they got video company or something. Yeah, bring back Army Men. Give me an Army Men collection. I know you guys get excited about the limited run announcements. If they did an Army Men collection, I would support that for sure. And Tiny Tunes. We watched some gameplay oh, yeah. of Tiny Tunes for the NES. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's Cesar a good was, game. That's our thing. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, also looked at the Super Nintendo version, which for some reason didn't seem... I mean, it looked better, but it didn't seem to be as quality of a game as that uh, NES one for some reason. Uh, what else did we get into? Played some uh, Perfect Dark at 8 seconds per frame. <laughs> it was pretty rough. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> We're all changing characters. Playable. It was like, it was like bringing the... The game to his knees. Yeah, if three people picking a character on Perfect Dark was was not wholesome. Uh, what is that Disney? It's like Mickey's Magical Bakery or something. It's a Tetris version for N64 with a Mickey license. I want to say it was a Capcom game. It was Capcom. It was a Capcom game. It was at Disney. Something it was Mickey, Mickey Tetris Adventure. Magical Tetris. That sounds right. And also, we played the new Tetris for N64. This is not it. Yeah, that is. Magical Tetris Challenge is a puzzle game by Capcom for N64, Game Boy Color, and PlayStation. The version is played as one of the four characters, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald, or Goofy. And so everybody played different rounds with that. And then we played the new Tetris on N64, which was also a good version of Tetris. This, the music is lacking. You can definitely tell with the cartridge-based titles. The music just recycles over and over. It's yeah. not. Yeah. We've been so used to CD-ROMs being the standard since since the 64, I guess. Or at least storage space for, like, 3DS games and stuff. We didn't we didn't have the storage issues after that. Uh, was that it? Were the N64 stuff, Cesar? I feel like that's all we went through. Yeah, nope. you, try to, you try to do Donuts or Planet, but you just fell through your death constantly. Yeah, I I didn't set the RAM 
there's a ram setting you have to do when you load up that dinosaur planet uh leaked build and it if not the Star Fox uh, character falls uh, over and over. Uh, <laughs> it's just stuck on loop until uh, you said it. It's like a Ben's oh Drone copy gosh. of Dinosaur Planet. It was a Ben's Drone copy. We should have played some damn uh, Mario Tennis. That would have been a good time. I don't That's know. a You're great four-player game. Russell kept talking about uh, Mario Party 2. Yeah, Russell want to play Mario Party 2. I'm like, these are all original 64 controllers. We're not destroying these things. It takes too long. We're not doing this. Um... And then I've been watching that Jeff Gerstmann NES series. So I went to the local game store we have and was kind of poking around to see if I could find. Um, let me pull up the, the four that I found. So I've been jotting them down. If I don't have it, I jot it down and I'd rather. They're they're still not that expensive on eBay unless I find that random like $300 shooter or something. So I'd rather support the local place and go get them from, from there. And they usually have whatever I go hunting for. But the Tiny Toons is the one specifically that I was after, and they did not have Tiny Toons. I was like, damn it. But I did pick up today <laughs> uh, four video games of varying quality. <laughs> I grabbed, I still don't know how to say this one, Astyanax. Look at this one. Uh, this was on the Jeff Gerstmann series, and he put it pretty low. But as I was looking at this game, uh, Brent, it reminds me of that, what was that? Castlevania S game that you played and really enjoyed on PS4. I think it came out on Switch. Infernax. Infernax. It looks a lot like Infernax, but imagine, remember the NES like palettes and sprites and all that? You didn't really have these big characters. It's like that Infernax guy, but it's much larger on the screen. And it just oh. looks, it looks and plays fantastically. It's difficult, but um, it's just a, it's a left to right platformer and you get power ups. And I haven't made it very far because it is difficult, but it just looks and jumps and moves like it's a, it's a great NES game, in my opinion. And I had never heard of this one. A-S-T-Y-A-N-A-X. Astyanax, maybe? Look at some gameplay. I was extremely impressed, and it was only 10 bucks. Uh, I also picked up a Trade West game, Trade West and Rare. Uh, Solar Jetman from Rare's Oh, Jetman not Battletoads. Battletoads. We have Battletoads. It sucks. <laughs> We all enjoy Battletoads until a certain level, <laughs> the third level. Um, in Solar Jetman, you're like a guy in a spacesuit, but you start off in a ship. So if your ship get, goes down, you're the guy in the spacesuit. And think of like uh, Geometry Wars. So the, the ship moves around, or like asteroids. The ship moves around almost like an octopus where you're propelling it in certain directions. And I didn't get very far. I was just kind of making sure the games I purchased worked, essentially. But that one was like five bucks. These... Prices are super reasonable at the store. Uh, then the shit. I picked up Stealth <laughs> by, was it M Mirrorsoft, I think? Oh, it sucks. It's pure trash. Pure garbage. It's, an, it's a horrible, horrible first-person flying game. Imagine an air combat or an ace combat on NES. It's bad. It's disorientingly bad. The only way you could tell... Whether you're about to hit the ground is like looking at the altitude meter on the bottom. Like you're like constantly looking for these numbers. I immediately turned it off and took it out. <laughs> There's five dollars. I'm not playing this one again. Uh, and the other game I got was Infiltrator, which is another first-person flying game where you have a helicopter. And I never got the helicopter to take off from the pad. It would just rumble like you would see the screen rumbling, and then it would tell me, "Well, that was a nice landing." And I never did anything. And I did that like three times. I was, okay, I'll figure this out later. I'm not playing this game. But those are some random NES games that I picked up. 
Did we play anything else? Did we get into any PS4 or P- I mean PS5 stuff? I don't think so. Nope. Those are my uh, random games played this week. Well done. I'm proud of you. Played a lot of games. Not for a, lo- a long amount of time, but played a lot of games. Uh, I guess for me, I went ahead and I, I did finally caught up to Brant after all these uh, months and years and decades of finally beat Final Fantasy 16. Yes. Uh, also beat the the DLC, which was only like two or three hours, so it wasn't that long. Um, which goes into uh, details about alternative crystals. So I'll leave it at that. There's different interpretations for the ending, so uh, I see the ending in a different light with that uh, final uh, subquest I did with Jill, because there was some stuff that they mentioned in there, and there was some stuff that happened on the ending, which kind of leaves it open ending. It reminds me of like Cowboy Bebop's ending. Um, Interesting. Did you like how it wrapped up? But you you definitely say it's worth doing those side missions, right? Before going into that one? I mean, it's to each their own. It was for me. Okay. It yeah. will be for me then. And I think yeah. both of you guys recommended doing that. Because I think I'm close. I think I'm close to getting all those side missions. Yeah, you're you're once you get past that uh final echelon that you're at, it's gonna open up to like four or five hours of side missions. It's nonstop. I played a little bit of 16, but it's still very confusing, and the characters are trying to figure out what's happening. So I'm not even gonna try to explain what's happening with them. I'll wait till you're I'll wait till you're caught up, and we can talk about it. Since Brand already beat it, then we can actually actually talk about it. So gotcha. That will be fun. Uh, outside of that, uh, I was off this week. Um, I did tinker with some random bullshit. Uh, one of the random bullshits I played was, uh, for whatever reason, I started playing Street Fighter Six: The World Tour mode, which is a single-player mode. Uh, Interesting. You, you build your character, your avatar, which looks nothing like me because I didn't have enough options to make it look like me. <laughs> unlike uh, say, unlike some Olympic games. Yeah. You know how some people will sit there for four to five hours in the character creation model. I just like, eh, I guess. Uh, That's what I do. It is. Reminds me of like a, I don't want to insult Yakuza, but it reminds me of like that uh, overworld of Yakuza where you're running around and running into submissions and stuff like that. It's not as deep as it is Yakuza, but it's reminiscent of it, which I sat there and played six hours of it because it's just me going around doing missions and talking to different masters where you meet up with different characters like uh, Chun-Li and uh, the new character Luke and some of the new characters out there, which you can use as masters, which you can learn two special moves from. And you basically go into a 3d version of uh, final fight when you go around Metro city and you just get in these battles, which is like, it reminds me of Yakuza. That's what it does when you get into does the it play out like that Yakuza system, or do you go into a street fighter style 2d? Some plane? of them are some, some of what well, it loads up like a 2d street fighter one. And it, but it's very, it's very light. I don't, I don't, it's not, I don't know, man. It's still when you go into Yakuza fights and those big battles, it kind of confines it to that area on a big battle. Not just yeah. uh, that's what it kind of does. It reminds me a lot like that. I mean, it's not as deep as that because somebody will be like, no, it's not. And you're wrong. But because on those, you can like pick up pick up trash cans in the environment and throw them through windows and stuff. Right? Not that not that deep. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's just the whole running around and getting side missions is definitely not as deep as Yakuza. But it has that itch. It scratches it. And it's the part of the stuff of Yakuza I do enjoy. That cool. I find fun. Uh, for whatever reason, I told Richard my secret that I wanted to play some Space Harrier. Uh, so I just played uh, <laughs> Space, Harrier, Space Harrier adjacent games, and I and I fired up the the one from Yu Suzuki, the new one, Air Twister. 
which I think was on Apple Arcade last it year. It was. What's it on now? I was going to ask you because I, I didn't on, know that it left Apple Arcade. It's on PS5, PS4, and Switch now. Okay. And maybe Xbox? Uh, I bought a physical copy for like 29 I think uh, Inan uh, was publishing it. Uh, fired it up in there on PS5. It is a, still a mobile-ass game because it it plays like Space Harrier, but it, I don't know, man. It is a mobile game, though. Cause it's meant like for they, short bursts instead of take your quarters? Yeah, yeah. It's tougher on a console. It's easier on a mobile phone because you have access to it. I mean, unless you, unless you, Richard, you really go out there and you're like, man, I want to play some Air Twister on my PlayStation Portal at Brant's house because I need to get my, yeah. my uh, numbers in. As one that does. Way, that way you can show Brant the, the real PSP in his face. Um, <laughs> yeah. Demo. <laughs> Look, Endless it works demo. in Moe's. <laughs> Endless demo. It demos to brand too. He caves, which is the worst demo. What was the worst demo of all time? Uh, <laughs> it was pretty close. Um, it it gives you, I think, 12 stages. Uh, you start out with like a basic character. Uh, it, it's the, the game's not designed for you to, to beat it in one sitting. So like it, after you get to like maybe level seven, it, the difficulty jumps up. And so as you beat these different uh, squadrons, so like you have maybe a char- like a squad of five characters, and if you can disrupt one, that gives you one single gold star. And you collect the gold stars, and it goes up into an overworld, overworld map, and then a certain amount of stars will unlock additional lock-on targets, uh, uh, ability to slow down time, different guns and stuff like that. It's the mobile aspect of it. Uh, I don't know if they charge for that on the App Arcade ones or the mobile uh, version, but it's not. You, they don't charge on the console one. They just expect you to farm, so... Um, I might I think be ma- misquoting this, but I think everything in Apple Arcade has no unlockables uh, assigned to it or like DLC add-ons or anything. Like money, That's not how that model right? works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, everything in there you can unlock with stars. I think it's just it's yeah. play it's gameplay based. Yep. So um, they give you like a daily, weekly, and like challenges you can do where you can get some more stuff to unlock. So if you play this, play the game five times in a week, you, you get like uh, additional stars and shit like that. So I mean, it did get us hooked to me. I put in like two or three hours into it. So I've gone through the cycle of it like t- 10 or 12 times. And as, as you go through and get these different weapons and different abilities, uh, it does make the game more interesting and you do get a lot further along. So uh, I, I guess it works. Sure. I don't and know. And it scratched the Space Harrier itch or you had to go back um, into... Is Space Harrier on Switch? I need to fire that up. I wonder if it's one of those, those, those Sega Ages class, classics they released on Switch not too long ago. It might be like Arcade Perfect, or it could be on that Genesis. Uh, was the Genesis version of Space Harrier? It was decent, right? It wasn't Arcade Perfect, but... Yeah, I mean, it's playable. Uh, what, what the best, the, the the most enjoyable part at the very beginning of the game, uh, for me, after, after an hour or so, it wasn't fun anymore, was... Uh, the soundtrack was uh, completed by somebody who was a uh, Queen adjacent. I was like, I had to listen to it a couple times. Like, is this Queen singing? It's a, uh, the maybe a, don't misquote me. It's a Dutch band or something like that. That that's like kind of like Queen. It sounds like Queen music. Sounds like sounds like we got Queen music in the year 2023. Oh, uh, which was pretty good at the beginning. And then after like two hours on the same song, I'm like, I don't know about this anymore. Uh, <laughs> but it is very sounds like Queen. Uh, when I heard it, I was like, is this Queen? I had to look it up on Twitter, and I think uh, Gersman made the joke about. Uh, Yu Suzuki is like, uh, he, he, I think he said, I don't, I can't, don't quote me on it, but I think he says Air Twisters that one time that he got lost in the Queen music or something like that. I forgot what it was he put on there. That's awesome. But I mean, so, that, that whatever you're inspired by all shows through on the creative process. So you see that influence on stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So Grant fired out, up something. Outside of that, uh, I don't think I've, I sat there and, and 
mess with some stuff on there. I'm uh, a little bit here there. I did play a little bit of the finals. I'm hoping you guys will jump on there at some point and we can play some of the finals. What are you doing there? I'm very interested. What do you do? It's like a Astro City. It's like a it's like a you go against uh, another squad and you it's almost like uh, CS:GO cuz like you have to collect money and tokens from like these arcade machines and you're trying to steal it from each other. So like okay. if you go down there you have to hold it down down there, but it's also like a FPS based game. So uh that's probably the best way to describe. It. I played a couple matches on it. It's pretty interesting. Uh it's actually not that bad. I it's made by those uh it's made by the Battlefield people. I don't know if it's Battlefield adjacent, but it's uh it's different. It's different from what's out there as a live service game. The finals. Yeah. Um I think outside of the a couple of uh Warzone matches that me and Renee lost as well as Apex, we did get a we did get a win today. I watched um, that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great was, stream. As the guy was uh, stuck on the bridge shooting down at Renee in the water and I just snuck up around. That's the second time I snuck <sighs> up around somebody and got him down. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you Always. know what? Let me just get around this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Flank him, baby. Flank him. Yeah, because I think at some point me and Renee had to turn off the proximity chat because I think there's too many people have microphones now. Because like, there's some people who will not shut yeah. the fuck up. They won't <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm like, I was like, I can't do this anymore because they yeah. won't shut up. And then the the baiting, like, yeah, tell me where you at. Tell me where I said, I'm trying to play the game. Stop talking to me. And then I realized, like, we're talking about, like, uh, get in the water, get in the water, throw a throw a mine under that ladder right there. And we're and people can hear us. Yeah, they're they're in the water. You heard them. They're in the water. (laughs) And my moment was like, I I usually just had the setting turned on where I heard a clip of them when they died. Yeah. But I won a shootout and I was like, yeah, get fucked. And somebody was like, hey, we shouldn't be talking like that. And I was like, this is not, I'm not coming here for this. Yeah. This is, this is not what I'm trying to get done. So, uh, Renee got a new headset. He won't sound like trash, he says. Yeah. He, <sighs> the wind tunnel. Went, yeah, he went and bought one that works on everything. So I think he, it was it a Turtle Beach? Turtle Beach 700 series. So I was about to say, get, Renee, yeah. what'd you get? I want to know. Yeah, so it says on the box designed for Xbox that it has a USB key though, where you can uh, hit, flip the switch and then it goes to the PS5 and then it connects to uh, uh, the, the Nintendo Switch console by Bluetooth. And it does PC as well, so he, he can only carry one headset instead of the like, 55 million different ones when he's on the road. I think that was his reasoning behind it. Um, outside of that, I think that's it. I, I did I did finish downloading uh, Forza Horizon 5 at uh, Richard's house. <laughs> thank, gigs. You, thank you for including <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 122 gigs on a Steam Deck, uh, and then I played like 20 minutes of it when I got home, and it plays pretty well on Steam Deck. So, yeah, I appreciate your uh, that's your a service. Big sir. Fucking download, it's a big download. <laughs> wow. Man. Hey, Cesar brought my network to its knees. That's why we had to play N64 games. Nobody could yeah. get online. As we missed every football game ever made because we forgot that we're on. But um, I had no clue. I forgot all about it. I, I was looking yeah. at the games too, and I was like, I forgot to mention something. But I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Whatever. What do you say? All Turtle right. Beach 700. Renee says in the chat. Yeah. Renee, Renee, you really like him? He sounds clean, man. When we were playing that uh, Warzone on Xbox, it didn't sound like butthole. <laughs> I just type Renee into the search bar. That doesn't help. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's search on Renee. Search for Renee. What if it actually pulled up his location for you? Oh shit! All right, so that's that's it for me, Brent. I'll let you uh, drive home. I'm already home, sir. Um, sure. In more ways than one. Are you staying with us? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I've got. Uh, I took a couple days off this past week, oh. as well. Um, 
and I was able to actually beat Super Mario RPG. Richard, play this damn game, man. Play I need this to pop damn it game. in. It's still, it's still sealed. It's still sealed. Oh, My kids keep picking it up. It is so good. It's it's like I've said before. It's got so much personality. Um, it's it's definitely one to play. I think it only took me about all in all twelve hours, Sounds maybe right. just a little over twelve. Um, it's and it's a good game. I think your kids would get a good kick out of it too. It's just have to read some stuff to them, or did they read out the? Uh... Do they read out the dialogue? No, it's it's uh, all the characters either are very emotive and expressive or you sometimes, you know, you get like little noises and stuff like yeah. they might oh, oh, or, you know, Bowser goes, blah, 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 blah. But there's no actual voice acting. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> that's it's a damn good game. Um. It's not very long, right? Like I said, twelve hours. Yeah, twelve hours. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not super long, but it is an extremely enjoyable game. I cannot believe I hadn't played that game before. Um, I'm glad you got to experience it though with the remaster this way. It's cool. Yeah, and I, every everything I've seen that, that you know, it's such a faithful remake. It's good um, to see these visuals that are both like a refresher, but also super true to the original like it's it's the same but it you know it's different enough and it just brings it elevates the whole game a little bit just visually um and i know i've already seen people um talking about now they just need to do this to the mother series you know kind of the same awesome um that would be awesome it would be very (laughs) awesome um other than that, I did. Um, I got something in from Limited Run uh, that's very up my alley. I just kind of looked at it, looked at the gameplay, and was like, "Okay, well, I'll pay for that." Infernax Two. Um, no. So the the original game was uh, Kojima Joyu uh, Densetsu, uh, Scarlet Symphony, yeah. uh, which was a um, came out in 2009 um was some kind of like toho project i think is what they refer to it as and it was sounded like the beginning of a uh, japanese castlevania yeah it, bas- it basically is it's it's they called it like a tohovania um so in 2000 uh 2001 or 2002 is castlevania 3 i must have looked for something wrong so in uh, in 2000, 2001, they announced um, the development for this in uh, Steam and Nintendo Switch. It's a remaster. It is... Uh, what is this? It's Como Joyu uh, Remilia Scarlet Symphony. If you just type in Scarlet Symphony for switch you'll find it pretty easily okay the, the um, second one comes out this month also i'm about to say they have program. a they have a second one come out mm-hmm. um Amelia. this Remelia is the name of the level i'm playing on that uh astoniax game interesting this um is a very castlevania game it's got like the visuals of symphony of the night 
a lot of the enemies that you'll face, I mean, their sprites look like they're straight out of Symphony of the Night. But it is um, more classic Castlevania to where you have stages you go through and then fight a boss and then, you know, the boss okay. drops an orb. Um, more Rondo than uh, Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Um, oh, this looks great. This is a brand game. Yeah. Yeah. It is um, the main character. She... I forget what these things are called. She's basically like a shrine maiden, and she has one of those little, uh, like staffs that has the uh, little paper ribbons on it. But I mean, when you attack, it's basically just like a whip attack, like a castle, yeah. cr- a classic Castlevania whip attack. Um, she also has like a, um, you don't pick up different power ups. She just has one. Um, um, she throws those like little paper tags, those afuda. She throws those out as her kind of secondary uh, or magic attack. And then you have allies and you can summon your allies. Um, and others in which listed just for you, Brant. Which ah. So this also has different difficulties in it. Uh, you can up the amount of lives because I know it started starts you off at normal with three lives if you run out of lives, you have to go back to the um, beginning of the stage. But I think you can go up as far to 20 lives. Um, and they're just restarting the stage. And, you don't have to like. Uh, you're, well, not, you're not having to go all the way back to the beginning, right? I've been playing old school games, man. I'm trying to figure no, out no, what no. you mean by. <laughs> yeah, it, it's if, if you. Over, if, yeah, I, th- I think. Mm, I don't know. I th- I think if you run out of lives, it sets you back to the stage. Yeah. If you die, it basically just sets you back at whatever part of the stage you were at. Um, I started out with the three lives on normal. I quickly switched down to easy and like just upped it to I think it was 10 lives just to be on the safe side because you can knock it all the way up to 20. I was like, that's a little excessive. Yeah. But I, I knocked it up to 10 and just went to easy just to kind of get a feel for it. And I played through the whole game in one sitting. I mean, a couple I mean, it's it's not very long. Damn. I want to say I want to say it was only like eight. Eight stages, maybe to run through. So it's it's a very quick game. Um, I saw a lot of people like crapping on it on the Steam reviews. I thought it was pretty decent, but I love these games. Um, the boss fights are kind of a mixture of, uh, I would say almost like bullet hell esque, where they, you know, they shoot out a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, some of the classic Castlevania bosses did that. Like, uh, I think Death a lot of times would have shit all over the screen, and he's throwing it at you. Yeah. Um, but the, the clip I just watched had like the bones, like the teeth cracking Castlevania sound, like the boss was coming at the yeah. character with that. Oh, sh- um, let me sh- uh, get this real quick because this is something I wanted to pull up. Um, Brant remembered something. He reached for Days Gone. No, and no, no Days Gone. Not in this show. Damn it. So, um. The gameplay is really solid. Um, I believe there's, with this Switch version on the back, it says that there's, compared to the original version, 
Um, this has full bonus uh, elements included, in-game challenges, uh, BGM collection, and a gallery. The video. What, the what is this? Is this the same game? Yes. Yes. The Scarlet Symphony. Okay. The soundtrack for this game is actually really good as well. There's even a couple of uh, music tracks. I just want to play a couple of. That was on the Steam page. I looked at. Who's the composer? Because you could buy the soundtrack on Steam too. I was about to say I'd have to look up the composer. Um. There's a couple of these I wanted to play just a couple seconds of because they were very cheeky with with how they did this. Gonna get us the DCMA, Brant. Get it for us. Uh, I accidentally hit the wrong thing. Return to title. Would you play this on again? This is I played it on the Switch. And it's available on Switch, Steam Deck, or Steam. I don't know if it's on anything else, to be honest. Um. Xbox left out in the cold again. That cold, cold Xbox. So, this one... is called Scarlet Tears. Mm. Da, 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 it sounds very similar to... Yeah. Imagine that. But it's good. This shit's good, man. That's a, uh, It's definitely more than just an homage. It's very, very similar. So there was Scarlet Tears. I mean, not every single um, song is like that. But there was Scarlet Tears, and then there was one other song that, like, it started playing. I'm like, oh, damn, yeah, I see the inspiration. It's, uh, it's more than just an inspiration there, Brant. That's uh, pretty spot on. Is there one called Vampire Murderer also? <laughs> yes, there it is. That's straight out of Rondo of Blood. Good, man. This one's on my radar now. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got really good music. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's a good game, especially even if you're not into the whole anime aesthetic. Um, because it is a bunch of anime girls. The art, um, great, the art style is actually really good. Um, and the gameplay mm-hmm. is super, super solid. Uh, highly recommend if you like. Scarlet Symphony. It has a yes. full name, but definitely look up Scarlet Symphony. And like Cesar said, they have a, a sequel coming out very, very soon. It's already on Japan. Um and Is it then be Scarlet Symphony two, yes, yeah. And then last but certainly not least, uh, I have picked up a piece of video game history, um, oh. from the bowels of <laughs> the nineties. I have pulled forth. Oh, <laughs> whose bowels? The Atari sure. Jaguar, sir. That's uh, dental equipment. With do the, the math. Brant's over there doing the math. With the uh, number pad controller and all its glory. Um, With this uh, quote-unquote 64-bit system that was supposed to compete with things like uh, the 3DO and the Super Nintendo. And then when 
the actual hardware of uh, a few years later of Sony's PlayStation and then Nintendo's N64 or Ultra 64 as it was being called. Um, and then the Sega Saturn came and totally just yeah. blew this thing out of the water. Yeah. The Jaguar has some compelling stuff to it, but the so they did the overlays like the old Intellivision games. You had a shitty controller with a number pad and you would get an overlay mm-hmm. with each game and you would put the corresponding overlay on the controller and it just sucked. It sucked so bad. But there's a couple it's, gems and I think you have all the gems that came with your purchase. So <laughs> not uh including the gems. I believe you said that this came standard with most of the uh Jaguar that's not a gem. It's that, a pile that of shit. That were sold uh, is Cybermorph, which That's is their pack-in. That's how they're a, representing their brand-new system. It's a Star Fox-esque game, but it looks horrible. It doesn't play well. There is this green uh, digital woman face that uh, is next to you the whole time, and uh, constantly, if you get hit by anything, she... Uh, robotically says uh where did you learn how to drive or ouch or horrible uh, horrible voice if you do if you do something good uh good job you know (laughs) horrible uh definitely not not a good uh candidate for showcasing the system not Um, a system seller not a good not a good packing game um then i did actually i did play around with that a little bit and then i threw in this one um tempest 2000 which is going to be on last week's mentioned uh mentorfest and actually pretty good game yep um that's a jaguar highlight for sure good music good well the the jaguar good gameplay um the other three i have not gotten to play yet uh i need to make sure everything's good this looks like kind of a um i don't know how would you i guess it's supposed to be kind of like a mech iron soldier yeah yeah it's iron soldier it looks like it's supposed to be it's kind a good of like 3D showcase. The polygons mech, and movement and stuff are good. Yeah, mech meets uh, maybe like Ace Combat and stuff is what I'm kind of getting from the back. Yeah, Iron Soldier's solid. Uh, and then there's two more here. We have... Uh, I remember this was supposed to be a big one on the system. Uh, and I've heard a little bit about this. Uh, Alien versus Predator. Uh, it just hit me now that we have two Jaguars and two AVPs. Look and see if that's a link cable game real quick. Look on the back. See if it says link cable compatible. We might be able to do I some see, multiplayer I on see that. Nothing. Okay. I see nothing of the sort on the back. Okay. I was curious. Link that's a good cable. game. That's a good game. I don't know that it's I've... aged exceptionally well, but that is a, it's a solid Jaguar title. Whoops. I think it's essential for the Jaguar collection. And someone just recently made like a randomizer. Um, let's see. Last but not Working least. on this one. I guess it's not a Link game either. But it would make, uh, it would make sense. I recently watched a whole video on this, uh, being a halfway stinky, halfway decent fighting game. 
Ultra Vortec. I don't remember that one. It's got this big old demon dude on the. Uh, Who made that? On the back here. At least with the 3DO, you had a one Naughty or two Dog player putting some stuff out. Beyond Games. What's that one called? Something Vortec? Ultra Vortec. It's, it's, it's one of those. developed by Beyond Games and published by Atari for the Atari Jaguar. Yeah. It was the second fighting game released for the Jaguar after Kasumi Ninja and unsuccessfully sought to capitalize on the trend of violent yeah. fighting games started by Mortal Kombat. I think it is seen as better than Kasumi Ninja, but still not a super great fighting game. These screenshots look like ass. Yeah. Beyond Games was an American video game company. First release was for the Atari Lynx. Man, they were just an Atari house. Whew. All right, you got a stinker there, Brant. You got some decent games and you got a stinker. And games acquired. Yeah, Cybermore sucks. Oh! um, Something else. We should all, if we haven't, um, go over our quick uh, year-end reviews really quick. Um, So my Nintendo stuff, the first thing that I played this year was um, the N64. Do you want to wait until we have time to compile all that? I'm I'm not opposed to doing that. Maybe we do that on the year-end show. What you're talking about is the stuff everybody they sent out to us, right? Yeah, like, here's I was going to say, yeah, they, played. Here's they got all the, the wrap-up stuff. Played. Yeah, let's do that on another show when we do our oh, game. you want to save stuff, it? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think that would be best. Because I don't, I don't have right. access to it right now. I don't know if Cesar does either. Uh, mine probably has access to everything. Mine wasn't accurate anyway, so. Mine doesn't seem to be either. It's I was going to say, some to of this about. seems a little off, but... It says the only game I, it, the only game only game I played this year was 14 hours of Pokemon. That was it. It's not accurate. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So oh, it's man. not even fun to talk about. That's it, literally when I looked it up. It says I only played my Switch in September and it was 14 hours of Pokemon. That so was oh, yeah, shit. let me go over mine real quick. And since okay, that's in, fine. And and you can talk about yours later. Yeah, it says the first game that I played was the Nintendo Switch Online. Um, N64 stuff. Uh, 21 games in total, 167 hours on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, 88 of those hours were played in um, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, the next one was 30 hours in uh, Zelda Skyward Sword HD, and then 17 hours in Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm. Uh, my PlayStation stuff was... It says 21 games. Um, my highest games uh, are, of course, Call of Duty with y'all. Yeah. Um, second is Overwatch 2, uh, Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. Some heavy hitters in there. It says I have 345 hours played this year on For my PlayStation? PlayStation 5, yes. I think mine was 70 somehow, but my Xbox one was way higher for Call of Duty. I think Call of Duty pushed everybody's clock up pretty good. Yeah. That's our use spread. Yours amongst PS5 and PC over throughout the year, though. I'm about to say, yeah. I think... I, had them. I think my Call of Duty was on twice on my PlayStation list for reasons. 
<laughs> Maybe the two different SKUs we had to download? Possibly. Awesome. It says 125 hours in Call of Duty. Uh, what are we doing this on? This is ridiculous. Uh, I'll do mine later up. just to keep just keep things short and sweet tonight. No, because he, he, at this point, how many did you have, Brent? How many what? Hours? Hours, yeah. Uh, 345? No, no, Call of Duty. Oh, uh, it says 125. I actually didn't, I don't think I played that much this year, believe it or not. Not compared to, like, other previous years. Because I think... <sighs> the year kind of got distilled to down, down to, like, five or six big releases, right? And then we all played... I know if I had free time week after week, I was playing Warzone with you guys. Yep. That's pretty much how it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our, says, let's do ours. Let's do ours on the next show where we can pull those links up and let the whole animations load and all that stuff. Yeah. I I had just taken screenshots this past week, yeah, so that's smart. No, I'm just I'm I'm just curious because I think mine was some kind of ridiculous amount of uh. <laughs> it was something. It was something stupid. That's what I was looking at. Yeah. Call of Duty. All right. My number one game is Call of Duty. Number two is Final Fantasy, and then number three is Call of Duty again. So of, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And then uh, I think. It, it highlights both of the Call of Duty games. I think one of them I played, uh, played 164 hours, and the other one I played 45 hours. This checks out. So, I mean, I, not to mention... Just add them together. Not to mention, I think, the whatever came out of my stupid uh, Xbox One, which was oddly similar. Which I think... Uh, I, I think I think Which I said, which was, which was stupid because it was solitary, was my... Uh, my number one uh, gameplay because that was just That's my right. PC game that I fired up. Well, that and I, I gave the skew, system uh, settings. I gave the the login to uh, my mom because she just logs in and plays <laughs> it for me. She's like, she's like, unlock stuff for you. I like, yeah, just keep doing it. Keep giving me free Game Pass. I'm paying for Game Pass in a year, so I'm just like, yeah, just keep giving me points. I was like, I, Game Pass for free. Let's go. Uh, uh, so uh, sorry, you and I were talking about the Steam sale, the winter sale. It's Thursday, December twenty first through Thursday, January fourth. It's always apparently Bowder's Gate's getting uh, is a sale on there. I'm how do we do mic chat if we get the Steam Deck version? How do we do mic chat on Bowder's Gate? Discord. We just fired up uh, in the background on the Steam Deck. No, it's, it's it's built in there. It's built in there. Okay, that makes sense. All right, you guys, got anything else you want to add? Ten o'clock here. No, I just I just do want to add the fact that I looked up. Um, Stuff on like the best Atari ja- uh, Atari Jaguar games, Oof. and uh, Cyber Short Morph list. is Cyber Morph is down on the list, and I clicked on it, and somebody uh, Infinity Retro um, put Cyber Cyber Morph was a packing game included in the Atari Jaguar. Um, it's not a great game by any means, but it can be mildly entertaining in short bursts. No, it sucks ass. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever heard anybody say about that no. game. You heard him right there, Richard. He disagrees with you. They're wrong. It's pretty oh. much Atari's answer to Fox McCloud. It's not, though. God, it sucks. <laughs> not even close. Oh, it's a oh, bad game. It's a horrible game. All right. Uh, we done with our Jaguar update? I think we are. Shitty Jaguar games. Shitty Jag. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week for Shitty, Shitty Jaguar Games 101. We hope you'll join us next week for Shitty Jaguar Games. I was like, damn, Brent, you hate, you hate the Jaguar. I can get worms. Jaguar show's good, man. I can get worms on my Worms is on the Jaguar? Yeah. I think that one's new to me. I didn't know there was a worms. I know you love some worms. But yeah, that's that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See ya.